Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Audio Frontier. Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is Wrestling Death and is scheduled for one hour. Maybe more. It has no real-time limits making their way into your ears. First, from a place called Garniston, he is the Pyramid, Red Florence. It's going to be the funniest show ever because I'm all about the comedy and the money, money. baby. How much you can pay? Mind. And his partner, for Mexico City to Beef Community Centre, I've got stories that are going to blow your mind. Hello and welcome to Wrestling Daft. My name is the mighty, the almighty Rab Florence, and I am, of course, joined by the all shitey. <laughs> I'm <laughs> joking, mate. If anything, I'm the old shitey one. You're the almighty one, mate. You're brilliant. And it's a very special episode because on this episode of Wrestling Daft, on our list of Wrestling Daft, it is going to be about Gredo. I'm going to announce this to you, and I know it's not usually the spot where we announce this, but I have to tell you up front, it's the top three TNA pay-per-views. Yes. Very, very excited about discussing my favourite TNA pay-per-views. Have you done your top three? I've got them in my head. Beautiful. Uh, no, Monsters what I want Ball, to... number one. Uh, what? Monsters Ball, number one. I mean, don't spoil it. <laughs> but I do want to clear up that um, I was listening to uh, Jeff Jarrett podcast, right? Oh, fuck, great, podcast, great, pod, great podcast, great pod. Yeah, the Ask Jeff Anything episode. And one of the questions was about the wrestling channel on Sky in 2004. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jeff started talking about it and he went, that's how Gredo got into TNA, was through that. And I was driving to Raid and I was like, that's bollocks, that wasn't how I got into TNA. Because I, I'm sure I was the first ever person in the UK to watch a TNA show. Because... It aired on the, the Wednesday and I had it by the following week on tape along with Best of the Best 2. I, I got it shipped to her every other week. So it wasn't 2004. I'd already had, already had watched two years of it. All right. So it's going to clear it up. Right. I see when you said that's how Gredo got into TNA. I thought you were meaning get into it as in somebody for TNA saw you on the wrestling channel <laughs> and got you into TNA. Off the back of that, no. I don't think he meant that's how you get into enjoying TNA. Ah, that's that's what he meant. Do you remember the wrestling channel? I do remember it. I remember the presenters were the biggest bunch of fucking weirdos. <laughs> remember, I've seen remember every the single one of the presenters on the wrestling channel. You felt like you could open the paper on a Monday and they'd get done for some fucking terrible crimes. But remember, there was that the one. Computers had been seized. The wrestling channel's computers have all been seized. 
The wrestling channel was the worst of wrestling fans. Who were the presenters, Gredo? Remember there was the, the one guy, the bagpipe report. Remember that? No, what was that? It, it was like a, it was like a Canadian, a Canadian guy with red hair, and he, his 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 show was called the Bagpipe Report. And he was, was it an Alex? Like, it was Alex Shane hang, right? Was he not behind it somewhere? No, there was another guy involved. It was a guy in Ireland who ended up. We ended did up it, having did a Alex Shane no get involved. Um, he, he might have. He might have. I would imagine he did, but it was a guy in Ireland. I remember we were fighting on UKFF about 10 years, well, no, 10 years ago, but five, six years ago, he was slagging me on UKFF. We went back and forth, back and forth. But it was um, but it was weird, you know, turning on your sky and then, like, going through the TV guide and they would say, like, RF video with shoot interview with Bret Hart. Yeah. You know, it was weird, like this with the HUD. Who, the was, HUD, the, who was the weird guy in the suit? Remember there was a kind of skinny, weird guy in a suit who was one of the presenters? I don't remember. And I've maybe got one guy in my head, but I don't really want to name him in case that's who you're talking about. I feel bad for him because that's no nice. Is he a wee soul? Oh, they're all wee souls. We are, aren't they? We are souls. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks for listening. Yeah. Uh, well, that's the wrestling channel, TWC. Crap. Absolute crap. And, uh, you know, but it was it was a thing. It was something, wasn't it? But it annoyed me. You, ever, you know, you get like that. It's like, so see how, you know, I was the guy at school and all that that was getting the CCW and the TNA videos and the shooting mm. reviews and then for it to just turn up on Sky, it was annoying. It was like, like, no, I, no, you just can't watch that. Oh, it was a bit like Billy Gilmer when Billy, mm. you know, because I've known Billy Gilmer for he was a wee boy and then the next minute Andy Murray's gone, Billy Gilmer's my hero and I'm like, ah, fuck off, mate. No, Aye. he's my pal. <laughs> you yep. know what I mean? But I'm pathetic that way. Yeah, yep. it's like you were an EM thing, mate. Uh, Lewis Capaldi, remember? Way before he get famous. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I love this boy. Is this boy Lewis Capaldi? I love him. I love him. No. We were all like, what are you talking about? This guy's only 12. How can you be into him the new? I, I, wasn't into, I was into Lewis Capaldi when he was 12. When he was at school. Um, mm-hmm. And then he, then he blew up and you were like, I don't mean blew up physically, he did that and all, but then he blew up, got famous, and you felt left out. Do you know that um, me and Noam Dar were, were, were drinking in Glasgow a couple of weeks ago and he drove by in his G-Wagon and waved at Noam. What's a G-Wagon? I think it's a Mercedes motor. It's a big fancy Mercedes motor. And then uh, Noam was like, ah, do you want to text him, see if he wants to come for a couple of pints? And I was like, no. Did you have his, how did you have his phone number? No, Noam, they follow each other on Twitter. Wow. He's a listener to maybe remember uh, young Billy from got a video with him. He's, uh, he was no. uh, picked up wrestling. Daft Lewis Carl. He's a big fan of the wrestling. He's so, never held that wrestling. Well, I thought he, the, I've only met him once, and it was at the Sunday Mail Awards, and this was right before he kicked off. Mm-hmm. And he went, and I went, "Oh, you got to be brilliant. You got to be big. You got to be big news boy." I tell you, you got to be big news boy. And he says, "I'm. I was a fan of your work in TNA. That's what he said." And I thought <laughs> he was taking a piss at me. Wow. Listen, he's a, he's a good egg by all accounts. I'll tell you that much. Definitely. Everybody I'm sure he unfollowed me on Twitter. Maybe we should ask him what his favourite TNA pay-per-view was. Listen, Grado, what's the first thing people do when they get famous? They go, I'm not following Grado anymore. That's, do you know what? I mean, I'm sure he did unfollow me. And then, of course, I unfollowed him. And it's mm. pathetic, isn't it? Okay, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good wee bit of chat. I like that real talk. <laughs> That was real stuff, wasn't it? That was real stuff. Uh, let's see what the punters are saying. So, Sean, one of our listeners, got in touch. 
Uh, and this is inspired by you, Grado, and your good lady expecting a wee girl. He says, uh, myself and my missus are expecting a third girl in November also. Congratulations, mate. Best thing in the world having dogs. And he says, Grado and wrestling actually helped me cope with my brother's death in a way. Six yeah. months after he stag do, which you guys shared, I think I remember talking about a stag do on this. Uh, his brother died in a car accident. So when discussing his funeral, we decided he'd be carried into glorious Fucking amazing entrance. Wow. Love that entrance theme. He says, me and my pals had loads of memories that had wrestling involved, whether attending or actually wrestling with each other. Anyway, where Grado helped us, this is where you helped, Grado. We had his wake at the Summerhill Hotel in Aberdeen. And the next time I was there for the wrestling, it's just a wee bit daunting thinking about the last time he was in there. But as soon as it started, they forgot and just enjoyed his cell. And he met you, Grado. So that was even better. He says, we also used Like a Prayer for walk-on music and charity football game. It did for his brother as well. Oh, and also, we hear this, put a figure of Billy Gunn that he used as his created guy when we were kids. Put that Billy Gunn figure in when he was laid to rest just as a memory of a wrestling-filled childhood. That's sad, isn't it? And beautiful, a beautiful oh, thing. Mate, that's hey, actually... Billy Gunn would be proud of that, do you know think so? I would be proud of that if I was a, if I was a wrestler. Do you know what I mean? Well, honestly, that's... I actually got me a wee bit emotional there about that. That's... Well, you know what? <clears throat> I even don't know what to say there. That's actually kind of got me stuck for words, to be honest with you. Um, wow. Well, honestly, it, it kind of makes my day hearing that, you know, sometimes you can make somebody else feel a wee bit better about their life. Here's a hang in it as well. <laughs> it's, this is, you know, the thing you try to explain to people why you love wrestling. We all have these kind of ch- shared memories in our childhood about wrestling, you know what I mean? And like mm-hmm. we things we can just say to each other or we, you know, it's just nice seeing that, seeing that kind of thing. So really sorry to hear that. Obviously terrible stuff. Uh, but amazing that you've got something spectacular to look forward to with your third be lassie coming along. It's amazing. Oh, that's, I, that, I even for, forgot about that at the start. But anyway, Sean, thanks for sending that message in, man, because it kind of makes my day hearing stuff like that. Hearing you, you, you've helped somebody. Um, in Summerhill Hotel, man. <laughs> the thing about the Summerhill Hotel in Aberdeen, man, they, they can all the they knew all the storylines, all the wrestlers on, they knew everything. And that was the place where <laughs> that was the place where I wrestled. After I'd been on River City, the crowd were going, but like they were going, Let's go, Basta. Let's go, Basta. People love River City up there. But anyway. All the best, Sean, and uh, mind and let us know when you're uh, you have your, your your third girl. I think Aberdonians love River City because they wish they were Glaswegians. Uh, there's something about it. I don't know whether it's member Rasheen. Yeah, aye, I know, I know. But do you know? I think, I think Aberdonians probably wish they were for Glasgow. I think that's what it is. That's a River City thing. Because you know how they kind of Aberdonians kind of wish that Aberdeen were Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> You know, as that thing, like, Aberdonians are kind of <laughs> Rangers fans. Aye. But, you know. Uh, Jim Thompson get in touch and says, last week a guy wanted to rename Rab with Tony Stan because I'm a Tony Can fan. Tony Stan. Surely a better name and a Burniston nod would be a Wan Can Dan man. <laughs> I like that. Well, Jen says, I was camping and thanks uh, to Rab on the wonderful podcast Wrestling After I'm Annoying All My Neighbours singing There's only one Tony Khan That was last week, Grado <laughs> Were you singing that? that? A, oh, it was a big Tony Khan episode last week Thomas says Somebody just put in the group chat Are you kidding me on? 
and I've been laughing for the last five minutes. See episode four to get that joke. Of course. <laughs> Are you kidding me on? You kidding me on? Are you kidding me on? <laughs> More wrestling and Scottish football. Stephen flags up the fact that former Portuguese Celtic striker. Oh, God, man. No, Cadet doesn't look like Kenny Omi. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. Can you get curly hair? Seeing it, oh, Celtic player Cadet looks like uh, Kenny Omega, he doesn't. Any no, other... mate, I think he does a wee bit. No, he doesn't. Yeah, curly hair. Any he other football? Like... Nah. He looks, um, he also looks like, um, what do you call him that was in the WWF in the early 90s? With a big curly hair. Who was that again? Big muscle geezer. Carlito. What? No. Who? No, Carlito, no. No. No, mate. No. Rick Martell. No, oh, for God's sake. Right, moving on. Any other footballers that look like wrestlers, Grado? Nah, there's fucking new footballers that look like wrestlers. Footballers are all skinny. No, but do you know what? Nacho Novo always used to remind me of Rey Mysterio. Because <laughs> he, he needs to wear a fucking mask. Karate <laughs> Warrior 2 says Rab is 100% right about Lashley. The dude just looks too nice a guy to be a heel. Maybe some shite facial hair or ugly crazy hairstyle can do the trick. Very funny. Uh, Darren here, wrestling daft, listening to the show. If you found out Cena follows Queen of the South, it reminds me of a belter I came across, says Darren. Regarding big match, John, he had a love for the Portobello pencil sharpener. Can he find a count anywhere? But here's your proof. The man loves a good sharpener. And indeed, there's a picture here of the Portobello pencil sharpener, the public pencil sharpener in Portobello, followed by John Cena. But listen, come on. John Cena downloaded an app on his phone. He follows 308.4 thousand folk. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's just a random... Aye, he probably follows the buffs. It's a random selection of people. He follows Savile. He follows <laughs> Paul Gad. Aye. If you spot any wrestlers following Strange Things on Twitter, though, please do keep us informed because John loves that shit. I do. John I thinks that's good that. shit. John, I mean, poor Bill pencil sharpener is a thing. I, I couldn't. I'd need to stick my wallet in that. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't walk. I couldn't walk by that without trying to push my wallet inside it. I know my wallet wouldn't fit in it, but I'd need to. I'd try. I'd try. Sean suggests we change our Margaret Erefine T-shirt to Erefine sacked Margaret. <laughs> well, Toby's <laughs> Toby's gutted as he just got his Margaret Erefine T-shirt just just last week. Oh, but they're still available. The collector's items new shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash wrestling daft collector's item. This is the final run of them, by the way. So buy them before they sell out. Now's the time to get your Margaret Erefine t shirts. You know what? It might be a good thing that Bray Wyatt does is obviously I get a couple of weeks before he's got his own pro wrestling tea store. Or maybe a good idea to maybe sell his own through there. No, Grado. Okay, real talk. I know, and John knows, and we all know. We all know that Grado knows the inside story about Bray Wyatt's release. I actually and, don't. And this is, no, here he goes. He's saying he doesn't, but I can tell you that while we were off air, before the show started, Grado expressed the fact that he knew what was going on. And it's our time now to say to him, look, you might as well just share the news, Grado, because mm. this could make us the top podcast in the world. No, 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 no. No. Uh, um, <clears throat> see, this is a, see, this is a thing. Grado's one of the boys. Yeah. So he can't do that. I mean, don't get me wrong. I was talking to Matt Hardy there just before we came on, but that was... Can we can we just pause the podcast here, right? Right. And I'll tell you... An edit point here, John, and I, 
and Grado is now going to tell us what's going on with Bray Wyatt. Okay, right. so I want you just to just imagine what this might be like because you're only going to get to hear it. I'm sorry. Grado's telling us because he's one of the boys, and in a sense, me and John are one of the boys as well. Boys and girls, Oof. That makes sense, actually. It? Anyway, right, sorry. Let's that comes out. Wait till that comes out. Right, Duck sheets will be all oh, over that. John, John. Sorry. Shush, John. We don't want the marks here and about it. We Shush, don't want John. We all these strobs out here hearing that. But, right. Um, Go get my... Listen, you're one, captain. Of, you're one of the boys. You're one of the boys. The people listening to this show will never know that in our workings. It's as simple as that. Right, now, Ian Drew Dice Clay reached out. Turns out he wasn't kayfabing us, by the way. He just didn't get the message about coming on the show. Fingers crossed one of these days we can get him booked. We need to get the big man in. He is one of the most entertaining contributors to the discourse on wrestling eh, in this country online, without a doubt. Anyway, he says he fun this history-making moment while sorting through some old cassettes. It's a 13-year-old Grado calling in to talk wrestling with Alex Shane on Talk Sport to ask him about British wrestling. What year is Have we not played these before? Nope. Let's go to Graham. He's called the show from Ayrshire. Hi, Graham. You're on Talk Sport. Nikita, Alex Shane and yeah. Tommy here. Um, it's about uh, the British wrestling scene. Um, when I, I listen to Talk Sport and you talk about Harrow High School and uh, FWA and since I live in Scotland, it doesn't really come up to Scotland. The, the only real thing that, that does is BWF, which I went a couple of times and it's pretty disappointing. Mm, so, is that the uh, counterfeit shows or the fakes and everything? Yeah, it's the ones that get kid on the Stone Cold and oh, Kane, God. which is pathetic. They're, they're actually getting sued at the moment, <laughs> I heard. Yeah. But, um, pathetic. But without getting a live no, I will put that to one side. I will tell, I will tell you right. that... Um, right. Can you pause that there, right? Can you pause that there right now? Pause, and tell pause. you the backstory of this wee bit here, right? Right, so... <laughs> You think this is fucking brilliant, right? You've got to love this, right? So I, I phoned this every week, right? And you would be on the queue for like 20, 30 minutes, right? And I'd done this for about six months solid. Eventually, my gran gets her phone bill in, right? <laughs> and she gives, and then the list is like fucking massive, right? I've, I've wasted like, you know, £60 on calls to talk, talk sport. And for an old woman, right? My gran was gone mental. And she warned me, no to phone that. Talk sport. Stop phoning that talk sport. Stop phoning it. Stop phoning it. You're running up my, my phone bill. Of course, I couldn't get enough of it, right? So this particular night, I can't believe he's found this one. This is amazing, right? So this night, um, I thought, fuck it. So I was away in hides in her room. It's a Saturday night. My gran's looking after me. And uh, I thought, I'm going to sneak you up and phone this. I'm going to date and sneak, right? right? And so I'm honestly, I'm so nervous in case my gran walks in and catches me. So I'm on hold for about 20 minutes, of course. I come on, right? <laughs> I start talking. And see if you just rewind back, maybe John, a bit. Go back a wee bit. Go back. Keep going. Keep I tip it there, right? Okay. Listen closely. My gran walks in, right? And she starts going mad at me. And I'm going, I'm going, get out, get out, get out. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of voicing get out. And, and you can hear it in the background going, no, no, no. 
Nate, listen, Nate, listen. Where, where, where? Nate, listen. Here you go. Thanks. Yeah, it's the ones that get kid on the Stone Cold and oh, Kane, which is pathetic. They're actually getting sued at the moment, I heard. Yeah. But, um, but without getting a uh, live, no, I, will, I will put that to one side. I will tell, I will tell you that um, <laughs> there is a uh, Scottish Championship wrestling has come on the show. Uh, now, they're going to hate me for totally the Scottish play. I think it's February the 6th. I may be wrong. But... Um, as the website address, I had all this written down. It's in my bag. So what I say, if you don't well, see yeah, you like it, 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 so, so Alex Shane starts talking about Scottish Championship Wrestling, which I had never heard of at the time. And so then I googled it, and I messaged the guy, Kenny Morrison, and I says, look, I want to get involved in the wrestling business. I was 13, 14. And he said, look, um, just too young. He says, even for putting up the ring, you're still too young to put up the ring. He says, but come along uh, to the show, and you, you can meet all the wrestlers after the show. And I went to the show. That was Drew Galloway's first ever match. He wrestled Conscience. I'd done a report on WrestleZone.com for it. And he, he took me backstage. And the promoter. And I met Iceman. I met Drew. I met Magic. I met Adam. Sh no, no, Adam. She wasn't there. Adam. She wasn't there. And then I, that's when I came, sort of kind of made contacts. And that's basically how I got started in wrestling. So it was through that phone call. Wow. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I mean, that was great. I loved that. I loved it. I'm going to be honest. Um, but also, also, there's something else. After Grado's story about an, I'm interrupting Shawn Michaels' Hall of Fame speech, our friend Bronze Cello is actually tracked in the No clip. way! Yes, we have got the clip. No way, man! Rab missed this. If you missed this last week, Rab, because this obviously had the tag in, tag out. Mm -hmm. was talk we're talking about Shawn Michaels, and Grado was at the Hall of Fame speech, and he remembered the point where he interrupted Shawn Michaels Hall of Fame speech, and we have the evidence. No way! It. Here we go. It's <laughs> quite special. This is brilliant. Um, let me say. You know, I've been uh, like I'm nervous, so don't put too many cat calls. I'm trying to. <laughs> what was it you were shouting? I can't <laughs> remember. I think I saw... if you want to go, I love you, Shawn. Right. Was it? Here it is. Here it is. Say again. Um. Wow, man. Wow. Wow. And it shows you that they never made the, the show. How the hell did somebody find that? I don't, it's our friend, obviously, Bronze Cello, that's oh, come he's through the best. With, with the goods he's on the that. Best. By the way, he, he bought a cameo for me, by the way, but I'm plugging right now, cameo.com slash credo. <laughs> well, there you go. There you that's go. You my, the last five, but that's brilliant, mate. This is, I love doing this podcast. I love it. I love it. <laughs> If you want to get in touch with us about any of that, if you find any mere audio clips of Grado or just random wrestling-related stuff, get us on Twitter at Wrestling Daft, on Insta at Wrestling Daft Podcast, just Wrestling Daft on Facebook, or email us, wrestlingdaft at gmail.com. Now, every week we separate the bad for the good in wrestling. The Macho Man Sandy Cabbage for the Macho Man Randy Savage. I'm struggling. John, I like that. That was good. Like that's that, that's merely kind of thing I'm looking for, Macho Man Sandy Cabbage. Right, more like that. I'll do more like that then. Mm -hmm. Right, what we're burying and what we're putting over because it's a big news week, isn't it? 
Oh, you go first because I've no watched fuck all. Uh, well, I want to put over. Right. Okay. I'm going to put over um, Hangman Page's entrance. Did you see that? You're an entrance. Guy. But the dark order. Aye. Of the. Oh my god. He's got great music. Oh my goodness, that entrance was goosebump stuff. That hail package was superb. Ah, oh, come on. I mean, Tony knows what he's doing. <laughs> it just looked great, and he looks like a star. And of course, what I want to bury though is the rumours going about that plans might have changed for what's happening with Hangman Page and stuff. You know, anybody that's been keeping an eye on AEW knows that Hangman Page's journey has been. You know, one of the best things about it. Also, I put on Miro, whose promos every week are just dynamite, man. They're dynamite. Uh, funny. And, and Miro, Miro has nailed this thing, which is really hard today, of being funny and also you think he'd completely batter fuck at you as well. Right. And it's very hard today. It's very hard to be the funny guy who's also kind of scary. Uh, what else do I want to put over that's in AEW? I want to put over Jericho for this run that he's been having, this wee run of matches. Uh, he... It feels to me a wee bit like Jericho's on the road out. Do you know what? Someone just saying this to me. It's really interesting. You know how he's doing this labours, the kind of Jericho thing at the Aye. moment. It's like going through his career, right? So we've had yep. the kind of ECW with the, the match against Gage. The luchador, I can't remember his name. Juventud Guerrero. Yeah, who's legendary luchador. Um, so that's his kind of Mexico era. And they're yep. kind of, they think it's like this is the eras of his career. I thought that was really, really interesting, that. How they're doing it? It is, and it's a. Uh, it's just been great to watch. It's been it's been great to watch, and I thought in that match. See, I'll be honest, right? As great as I think Jericho was, see when I saw that match advertised, and I thought that Gage is coming in. I was thinking this is not going to work. I don't think you know what I mean. Uh, particularly because how, how was the match? I never saw it. I thought that. Uh, well, listen, they'll know my cup of tea. They matches, right? But. He totally held his own in that match. He, did, he looked comfortable in there, and you know, and it was it was that style of match. And, and respecting that gauge as well, by the way, because he obviously his thing is, you know, you know, his whole thing is this kind of work shoot thing where he's like, this guy's crazy, man. This guy's crazy. The things he does, know that, but he's not that crazy because that guy can come in and they can work a, a, a safe, you know, and 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 death match terms, a safe, solid professional wrestling match. You know what I mean? And do what needs done and put the guy over. And all. I think it was a great showing for him. I'll put him over as well because it just kind of proves that with all the talk and all the dark side of the ring stuff and all the thing about this guy's crazy and all that. Guy's a professional wrestler. He came in and did the work. You know what I mean? Um, um, see, for years, I always never thought about it, but I, I, I well regret no wrestling him when I, when, when I was meant to. I, I, I'd have loved the wee show at that. When I think about it now, did you shite it? I kind of shited it, but it was not. It was nothing. But I, I, I never, I never shot out it. I had to pull out it because I think it was test drive was filming and they wouldn't budge on the dates, so I had to pull out. But do you know that way after that was gone, I kind of went. Funny, and then I saw it. The, and then I saw it because of that. It's funny, and it? it's funny. And <laughs> you know, the two things couldn't be further away from each other. Could <laughs> on it, you know what I mean? But then you see the stuff with Arquette, and I'm going, man, I budged. That was a good wee, thank fucking ever wrestled him. But see, now I'm, I, I well regret it. Well, this is exactly the thing, though, because, you know, he does a match with Jericho and kept, you know, kept Jericho safe throughout. And all that. You know what I mean? It's like, and it, it would have been the same with you, probably. You'd have done it with you. And you, uh, you, I imagine you could say to that guy, 
I'm a bit fucking fear or I'm a bit, you know what I mean? Will you look after me out there and he'd have fucking looked after you? And you would have looked, you know, you would have looked great. He is intimidating, but of course he's intimidating. That's his whole thing. But I just thought he, you know, he did well, man. He did, he did well. But, and I mean, I remember I've, I've been watching his matches for 20 years. I remember seeing him. He was in a thing called, he was in a tag team called the Hate Club with Nate Hatred in CCW. And they've always been fucking nuts. Always been nuts. I think Nate Hatred died, but, um, and I'm sure he was in one of the cage of deaths. And he's been doing this for fucking years and years and years and years and years. But I would have liked, I wish I'd done that now. I really do. Who would be a good, like for this thing that Jericho's going through, what would be a good last kind of labour for him? Well, he's done, I'm thinking, so he's done, so if we're going through the career of Jericho, right, he's going to have to have some sort of WWE. So do you think they put in the big show against them? Like they were all tag team partners, weren't they? Mm-hmm. I, I love these match at one night stand with Landstorm, and I like how Landstorm, that was. I that's exactly great. You've not Landstorm. I bet he faces Landstorm as best mm. pal. That's a great shout. Landstorm, but I don't. I don't think he's ever going to gear up, man. He's half he's not. No, he's half he's not in a good way. I'm just watching some of the footage for this new man. I can't believe this was in telly. <laughs> it's brilliant. I've got a love. I think the uh, you know what? Too happy about it. <laughs> I just wish Hooker Net. No TNT. I think the network. Oh, yeah. I'm too happy about it. If I'm Vince McMahon, right? What a big set of balls on me. Kid on, I'm no fear AEW and all that, right? I would say, I would go on the phone to Tony Khan if I'm Vince McMahon, right? And I would go. I see you're doing this Jericho's labels thing, you know. It's very good, and I know you need to do a WWE part of that, right? I would say, do you want Kevin Owens for one night? I would send Kevin Owens off. I would send Kevin Owens off for one night because let me tell you, see an AEW main event, Jericho versus Kevin Owens would be fucking dynamite, man. You're right. It would be brilliant in front of that crowd. It would be dynamite, man. And were you talking, obviously, that was late Jericho WWE career, but it was still a kind of highlight, I would say. You know what I mean? He's worked with Kevin Owens. That was brilliant. Brilliant. Um, so it's, it's going to be interesting to see where that goes. Let's see what the punters are saying. Can I give the sorry, but can I? I don't know what your buddy over, but I need to that's got to be a what? Sorry, that's got to be a what, man. That's fucking. That, I'm just watching the Domino's advert come up. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, what it's a total what? Do you think so? I think. Oh, it, well, but apparently they were raging, weren't they? I Domino's. Domino's. Came Domino's out. were raging. Yeah, but, spokesperson from Domino's came out and totally distanced themselves from it. And but that's been, you know, AEW have made that happen. I have no doubt in my mind because that gag is fucking amazing, man. It's very good. But a Domino's advert to come up, and it's the kind of thing that you know these are like the, these are the kind of production things that are happening now that you're just kind of going. For me, TNA never for any offense, Grado, TNA never felt like a even a competitor with WWE, and I know people are all going like that now. Oh, AEW on the on the competitor of WWE and all that, and AEW only this and AEW only that, and, and WWE is too big and WWE is a giant and all that. You know what I mean? Things change really fast, and when Vince is out the picture, whenever that is, WWE is in flux. WWE might get sold somewhere and stuff like that. All AEW, all AEW needs to do is steady, steady as she goes, and continue what with what they're doing the new because the star power is increasing. Um, the cool factor is starting to increase again after a wee lull that it had. So, I don't know. I, I know certainly if I'm, I'm if I'm an investor, one of the WWE investors, I'm probably thinking to myself, no, 
fuck man, I wish Tony Khan was 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 in here, was in WWE. You know, I don't even think that with TNA, see if you listen to we're all pal. I don't think the TNA will never ever set out to be a contender with anyone. They were happy mate, doing their own thing. Yeah. As you say, they made so much money out of the, the, the six-sided ring toy, the figures, um, the DVDs and stuff. I never actually thought that, apart from when Bischoff and Hogan come in and they, and they went to challenge them on Monday nights, I never actually think they went out of their way to try. Which, which was kind of like a... It was almost like a storyline, like a work anyway, wasn't it? That challenge on Monday night. So but you're right, a... but it's mental. But because you think if that was, it just shows you. But Nade, when you think about it, how that's how big, big independent wrestling has got, or at least other stuff apart from WWE's got in the last ten years. Because, I mean, the absolute WWE actually fucking they humped them in the ratings that night, didn't they? That fourth of January show, two thousand and ten. And I thought, and me as a, a young wrestling fan, thinking, man, this will be good, man. I bet you TNA, TNA could beat them in the ratings here. But you just. I was so daft thinking that, I really. Say. <clears throat> but all you have to do with AEW, the difference is you look at them and you look at the tickets they're shifting. Mm-hmm. Live event tickets that they're shifting. And it's it's fucking crazy. You know what I mean? It's crazy. And, and that is crazy. It's pathetic. It's pathetic. And that means something. You know what I mean? That means something. It genuinely means something. Right, uh, so let's see what the punters are saying. Oh, well, sorry, I... I'm sorry, I've got to put this over. Sorry, I've got to put sorry, it let's see what the punters are saying. No, this is, this right, is, let's see what the punters are saying. John, oh, I'm counting you as a punter. Right, okay, aye, sorry. Uh, right, so Leighton Buzzard's fighting Andy Wildman in, at Fight Club and ICW. It's a 60 minute Ironman match happening this weekend, which should be a better because they're both very good workers. Um, so Leighton Buzzard puts on Twitter more talk, more work, two minutes pacing, two minutes sprint, 60 minutes, extra five minutes to the end for my victory celebration, bitch. Then, I'm assuming this is his girlfriend. I'll make sure he gets 60 minutes of cardio tonight as well on a quote tweet and the spear. Andy Wildman, Andy Wild replies, good practice. He'll be on his back disappointed he didn't perform when I'm done with him too. Burn! <laughs> have ICW paid you to do that? No, they haven't paid me to Because that. That, sounded I, like, that sounded like it was just promo for this ICW match. It did sound like promo for ICW, but I had this, I have to, I thought that is very good. It's Listen, very, very good. I've got That's a lot funny. of friends at ICW. ICW are a very important, a iconic wrestling company in, in British wrestling. I have to say, I've got no fucking interest in seeing a 60-minute Ironman match in ICW. But late, That's just me. Right, Hold yeah. on. Hold on. Yeah. That's just me. Yeah, but I have got no interest. Well, in an ICW sixty-minute Ironman match. No, we see the thing is, it's got not. I love Andy Wilde and I love Leighton Buzzard, and I, 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 I genuinely love them. I think they're brilliant. But I could, to be honest with you, I couldn't. I can I struggle to watch HBK and Bret Hart. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah. I actually, do you know what? No, do you know what? Good on them. Good on them. I, I good on them. I agree. Good on them. But <clears throat> that's just you know. I'm just being honest. I'm just being honest, and it wouldn't be fair if I wasn't being honest. And the I'm just, a beast, man, the brown. And I'm very, very happy to be proven wrong. In fact, I'm going to make a point of watching it. I'm going to make a point of watching it and seeing how it goes. But it's just, I just, you know, I'm like, I think I was getting nice ah, eyes. I'm just looking. At Sixty-minute Iron Man match, really? That was my reaction when I saw it. Sixty-minute Iron Man match, really? That's he is looking that. good, man. Lane. Anyway. Leighton's looking good. Andy Wilde's looking fucking tremendous, man. Andy Wilde is looking absolutely like a unit, isn't he? That progress picture for five years, man. 
Wow. I remember when he was fat. He looks amazing now. Well, there you go. Let's see what the punters are saying. The Talking Roll Express wants to bury Vince sacking everybody and wants to put over Vince's master plan to strengthen AEW so he has some competition. Or is he really wanting to make things difficult for Triple H when he hands the keys or big conspiracy theory stuff happening there? Paul wants to put on Nick Gage having a great match last week with Zack Ryder then going on to main event AEW with Chris Jericho. Both great matches. And wants to bury WWE letting go of Bray Wyatt. Oh, they fucked up so many times. Oh, thank God, the great matches we've missed. Chris wants to put over... Slightly behind the times, but Stephen on the run-in talking about his battles with Lakemia was so interesting and informative and the guy came across like an absolute hero. Agreed. The Dark Order versus the Elite Elimination 5-on-5 was brilliant. Better than any Survivor Series match in years. Entertaining progressed the storyline perfectly. There's only one Sto- Tony can. Stoney can. <laughs> Big Easy wants to put her AEW cut into the Domino's pizza advert after just seeing Nick Gage take a pizza cutter to Jericho's face. Was pushing myself at that. And wants to bury WWE still piping in the crowd noise. Did you see that somebody had noticed, I can't remember where I saw this, but somebody had noticed that the piped in crowd noise during Drew's entrance and one of the things still had a wee bit of sound of Michael Cole doing mm-hmm. commentary in the background. That was bizarre. I mean, what the fuck are they doing? Craig wants to bury Bray Wyatt getting released. Uh, Louise wants to put everybody who took part at TNT Extreme Wrestling in Newcastle in the Women's Deathmatch Tournament and Casey Owens and Moth Martina, who literally went through hell to win. Now, hold on a minute. They literally went through hell. They literally went through hell. I don't think so. <laughs> Kenny wants to bury Vinnie Mac, dead or alive at this stage. <laughs> it's not very nice, is it? Sociopath. And wants to put on 1997 <laughs> Tony Schiavone for calling the battle of the luchas tonight. Rico is putting out the labels of Jericho storyline. He thought it was just going to be Jericho taking on the pinnacle in a series of matches, but after Nick Gage and Juventud Guerrera were announced as opponents, I could go anywhere. It's rare for the old wrestling these days. Anyone say Barry Bray Wyatt being let down by WWE? It's one of those what-if moments. I wonder what Bray's career would have looked like now if he'd been booked to beat The Undertaker at WrestleMania 31. No point looking back for too long, he says, but you know, I'm keen to see how Bray gets on now elsewhere with it. WWE chains off, especially considering how highly his creative mind is spoken of. Thanks, Rico. Kev wants to put up Daniel Bryan. He would be the best AEW signing by a mile. He obviously wants to work in Japan, and if AEW allows to do that, while also having the financial safety net, are still working in the USA if he can't travel all the time. Fair play to him. And Steve wants to put over the shock of Dark Order losing the 10-man tag match against the Elite leaving Hangman Page unable to challenge Omega for the title. A really surprising and bold booking decision by AEW and one I really like. It was a surprise. And he wants to bury Goldberg. Just please get him to fuck WWE. What's worse, they seem to be using his son and all that with Dominic and Rey Mysterio. Fuck off. <laughs> so Steve's unhappy with that. But uh, listen, it's an exciting time to be watching wrestling, I think, because there's a lot of stories, a lot of things going on. And we do have to say Ric Flair, of course, just broke yesterday. Ric Flair has been released uh, by the WWE, ha- having asked for his release. So hoping for another run for Rick. Uh, it'd be good to see another run for Rick, maybe in WrestleZone. Uh, um, <laughs> in Would be good. Would you wrestle Ric Flair? Oh, I'd love to wrestle Ric Flair. Remember Doug done it in 2012? Doug wrestled That's right, yeah, that's right. Wembley, aye. <clears throat> But I think, you know, like me saying this, Doug will not like me saying this, but I'm sure I can flare buried him in a, a 
a shoot interview about it. I don't know, something rang. I'm saying no more. I say no more. I say no more. But, um, oh man, of course you'd love to wrestle some like Ric Flair on it. It'd be tremendous. But I would imagine, it's a weird one, isn't it? Is he going to, surely, they, is he, is he going to be going out to manage Andradra? Andradra? I don't know what he's going to do. I don't think, I don't think he'll go to AEW, right? I don't think. Here's what I think. Cool. I've got a feeling, right? That Ric Flair just wants to weigh up his options about where he could pop up next and stuff like that, right? But I think the one thing that everybody who is a wrestling fan wants to see is Ric Flair on NWA programming in that wee studio mm. behind the podium, cutting one promo one last time. Yep, that's a great shout, mate. We'd love to see that. We'd love to see that in that studio. Make it happen, Billy. I'm going to put a shout out to Billy Corgan right now. Open the checkbook and make that moment happen. That's something today for all wrestling fans. And please, I am going to ask your listeners of wrestling afternoon, cut out this bit of audio from this show or this bit of video from this show and please tweet it, send it, however you can, to Billy Corgan and to NWA, right? Please open the checkbook for the sake of wrestling fans everywhere and get Ric Flair behind an NWA podium one last time for one last promo. Let's hear him talk about the big gold belt one last time. I think he would want it. We want it. Please, Billy, as a wrestling fan, I ask you, please make it happen. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's the part of the show where we invite you, the listeners, to do a run-in. Come on and talk wrestling, talk nonsense, talk whatever you want. You're running this week. We welcome the one and only. Nobody like him. Stephen. How about lads? Hold on, I never even said your surname. You need to slow down, mate. Sorry. Take a breath. How do we say your surname, by the way? It's uh, Roach. Pronounced the same as Coach. Stephen, the Coach Roach. Tell us about your photography business, mate. Um, Well, I do it just uh, recreationally. Can't uh, pronounce that properly. That's a Uh, tough one. That's a tough one to say, by the way. I know. I I just stopped being a smart ass and just use normal uh, words. Um... Yeah, I, I just I take photos, mate. That's all it is. I <laughs> you, right, hold on, Stephen. That's all it is. Even if a photographer, see, whenever a photographer says to me, he just takes photos recreationally, right? I always think I've walked into this one. That's how you say it, right? Well, <laughs> I, I always think he's one of the guys that's messaging lassies on Facebook and going, "Do you need photos for your portfolio?" <laughs> Steve, I've got a question, man, right? So I'm getting married in a couple of years, right? Congratulations. Thank you very much. And uh, Do you need a photographer for it, by the way? Well, here's a crack, man. <laughs> it's like, so I've, I've tried to get a, 
a saxophone player and I used like my grade away email and all that and he was giving it oh the guy was like oh I'd love to do it stuff like that whatever mm-hmm. um I don't I've not actually completely booked him yet but Stephanie's been like trying to get the photographer and the video guy and all this kind of care on and I'm like I wonder if I should be like I know Hunter's a videographer's camera guys through the wrestling and stuff like that and it's 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 dear mate it's dear oh, it's aye. like sixteen hundred pound aye well, but, I mean, but the thing is right you can't uh, only explain it uh, well this is right for a wee upstart like me it's even more frustrating because even though somebody that's pricing it it's sixteen hundred a, a bride on the biggest day of her life she's going to pick up the guy that's more expensive if she's serious about it she's going to go with the guy that's got all the major kit with the backdrops and the softbox and the wee assistant student photographer over a guy like me who's going to charge what 400 at best who's just going disposables uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so Stephen how about yourself are you married yourself or anything or? no but I'm in a relationship um, I just actually started living with my girlfriend Yes. Um, yeah. Nice. So, so um, it's uh, we're getting there. I'll, uh, I'll say because I'm pretty much every mate now. I've got Sada. Um, and did you I've feel got, pressured? I I'm I'm getting a lot now. Right when you're gonna pop the question. Right. Wait, age? Thirty-three. All right, you same age as me. I get it. Mate, you're a young looking thirty-three. You, you don't much. look 33, mate. I was going to say my bit about 24, 25. Aye, I was thinking mid-20s, actually. I'll tell you what happened to me. My wife or my, said to me, I've got a date in my head, right? If you've not asked me by that date, you've had it. Really? I, that's what happened to me. I'll, I'll listen. The date, the date was 10th of January, 2040. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, you don't know when the date was going to be. Yeah. So it's like immediately, she was probably just bullshitting me. Like, John, wait, wait, wait how, long, how long had you been gone out with your missus before you got engaged? Three years. Right. Oh, that's not too bad. Oh. It's like, have you, ever, have you had a, a long-term relationship before that, Stephen? Not really, no. No, it's just because you know you, you get a lot. I think you get a lot of relationships when you were at the school, or you've just left the school, and you you see these couples that have been going at each other for like 10, 11, 12 years. I always think that doesn't work. I'm only saying that speaking for experience because it didn't work for me. But I, 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 I don't know. I feel as if that's a kind of I, I wasn't the only one. I well, I was I was always a bit of a, a loner as well. So uh, a loner and a photographer. Yeah, I, I know. I'm, I'm not putting myself in a great light here, am I? <laughs> <Okay, then. laughs> um, I'm bamming you up. Nah, that's fine, mate. Um, I, 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 when I met my girlfriend, I wasn't actually looking for a relationship. She wasn't either. Believe it or not, Grado, you've actually met her. All right. Because uh, there's a story I was wanting to uh, share. Right. Uh, two years ago. Here we go. This is all right. I'm not going to end up cancelled or anything no, like that. No, 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 no. It's, it's safe, I promise. It's me. Uh, Looking like, looking like it. Um, we went out to Florida uh, in June 2019 and we saw you at the bar and I came was, up. Was it going to Benidorm and Andy Gordon was there? Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> this, this, but this, this is a funny bit. Right. Um, I didn't realise it was Andy Gordon. <laughs> I thought it was, I actually thought it was your dad. <laughs> 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 and, uh, <laughs> and I've asked to get a yes, photo with you. 
<laughs> uh, I've actually got a photo with you and he's got in with in it with me and it's not mm. till after my girlfriend showed showed me and I've shot myself and I'm going, Oh my god, if my dad sees this, he's gonna go ballistic because Andy Gorham is Satan in her house. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. That's brilliant, that's brilliant, that's brilliant. <laughs> Amazing, see, so didn't realise it was Gorham until no. you looked at the camera later on. That's brilliant, man. All my angel well, support mates are lit. We're, we're going to get you utterly pish one night till you pass out. We're going to get your phone and we're going to dig out that, that photo and see when it is your, your stag do, your wedding, whatever. That's getting blown up 10 uh, by 10. You know what the best thing about that is, is how Andy Gorham never um, got out the photo. He just assumed that, you know what I mean? <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> just mean, can, I, can we get a picture and Gorham's uh, like, I fuck it, bad animal. Let's do it. <laughs> That's brilliant. I love that. I love that, mate. Oh, man. That's a cracking story, man. What a keeper he was, by the way. Did you ever see him <laughs> play football? Uh, he broke my heart many times in my, my childhood. Mm-hmm. And yours, Rob. You're the same age as me, Stephen, so are uh, you right? What, you, the nine in a, a row years and stuff like that. The, mm-hmm. the saves against with, with Big Pierre and stuff like that. He was, he was a great goalie, man. Is he a good storyteller, Gredo? He... Ah, he is. He's quite funny, man. He's quite funny. I mean, he, he he's been doing it for like twenty odd years now. When you think about it, or the or the stories that the the dinners. I mean, I've heard them all about umpteen times. But he's he's funny. Does he's he tell? I wasn't it actually we had to go to him. Like, we weren't going anywhere. He he was gone. He was gone somewhere in Wales or something. Like that, and I was going to dinner with my pals. I was just met for a pint in the airport. Oh, man, I would love to meet Alan McCoist in, mm. in an airport. The man. And then he the plane would get delayed and it'd be all that carry on when it'd be like, oh, we need to stay all night and all that. And, oh, but again, it's a hotel and stuff. And then it's like, and it's like, we'll go for a drink. I will have a wee drink. And then you might as well fucking share the same room. It's daft if we go Aye. to fucking different rooms and all that. You know what I mean? He's in. You know, he's in. And you'd be like, well, I'm not letting fucking Ali McCoy, the football legend, sleep on the flare. You know what I mean? You just come in beside me, Ali. <laughs> you know what I mean? You, you know, I'm sure you visualise that yourself. Um, so, I so what are you into wrestling? Why, Stephen? Um, I like. I, I'm kind of like both of you now. I don't really watch a lot of wrestling anymore, week to week. <laughs> I love this how somebody comes on this wrestling I, podcast and they're like, "I'm kind of like used to. I don't really watch wrestling." <laughs> <laughs> but we, wrestling we, daft. It's called. It's called fucking wrestling uh, daft. Can watch is that. And it's like, well, I, I did watch A-Dub, but I didn't want to come out and just immediately let the A-Dub uh, mark because... Well, let's hear you, Stephen. There's <laughs> only one Tony Khan. One Tony Khan. He's a man. He's a man. I don't want to just come on and be the A-Dub mark because A-Dub is the, the cool thing right now, but it's going to get to a point where it gets too cool and then we start getting a bit fed up with it. It happened with NXT and it happened with uh, TNA back in the day where it just, you start getting a, a bit sick of it and I already get it, I've already got a sick feeling that's starting to happen. I think when Rampage starts, <laughs> you've you got, yeah. got probably just what you had you to sick dinner. feeling in you your stomach, man. I, I think you might be taking that too far. I think you're <laughs> overthinking it. But see, but see the thing is with that, that's a pure wrestling fan thing to say in it. Like you don't want to let yourself enjoy something. Because mm-hmm. you may end up being too cool, like the way uh, you just come on here and you were you were free to say that you like DEW. Like, <laughs> why should the match the wrestling in it? 
just 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 enjoy wrestling. It's you know see mean? all this push that's happening with it's getting really nasty now with the, the rumours that Punk and Daniel are saying it's getting really bitter now with the, with the fans it's getting like Celtic Rangers <laughs> it is, it's getting like that I see Twitter man it's brutal like oh, oh. it's lagging between WWE and AEW fans now it's brutal uh, yeah, it's like, I love it man keep it coming keep it but, coming but I, I mean, it's no football. Like you don't. You try to tell me folk watch AEW and they, they hate WWE and you know WWE. Aye. I don't buy that. It's the IWC grado. It's why I, I, I avoid all the forms and that now because some of the, the piss you see is disgusting. You make me laugh. Even honestly, AEW, right? It's a good sign for AEW. This because probably the one doing it with TNA. TNA fans and WWE fans only going at each other, hammer and tongs. But it's not happening this time. All the WWE fans are all going like that. Fucking CM Punk was rotten anyway. They're all saying, you know what I mean? I I saw a guy, I saw a WWE fan saying the other day, Daniel Bryan was not good anyway. He wasn't, it's all that part of the hat, anyway. But you know what? There's something funny about Stephen. I love your pure. Where is Efe Glasgow? Green Oak Banner, I live in Glasgow. (laughs) Just. It's getting really disgusting, man. (laughs) I love it, man. I love that. That's brilliant. I mean, there's. Some of it is banter, but there is some shite I'm seeing out there, like, <laughs> uh, like Daniel, like stuff like Daniel Bryan's, like you're a traitor, like fuck off. He's, he's eleven years he's put in busting his own neck for your entertainment, young grateful prick. I'm now, now I'm becoming toxic. Look at me now. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> What's your feeling about the Bray Wyatt situation? Uh, I'm, I'm like you, Rob, but WWE didn't, didn't know what to do with it. It, it was too good. It's, see, when something you're really good happens... Don't say you're like me, because I've never at any point said it's too good. No, but, well, I think we all... We, we, I think the fans were a problem as well, because when it started from the very first promo, we're all saying, yes, this is the... This is the thing we've been waiting for from years. Somebody mm-hmm. that's had the balls to be creative, something yeah. new. We're pro- and WD are properly backing it. But then, as soon as the the Seth Rollins feud happened with the, the Hell in a Cell match, it just nosedived. And then they try to uh, rescue it by putting a belt on them. Then having the the well, the Cena feud kind of brought them back. The whole. Uh, what was that? The Firefly Funhouse thing at WrestleMania. Aye. That was really cool. That was a really cool uh, production, like something new. But then they they, they set him up Randy Orton, and they're not going to bury Randy Orton to 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 save the the fiend. No, no chance. So and there's been a lot of. <laughs> Have you got the new John Cena t-shirt on? Uh, fuck! I didn't know I had this. Uh, it's the. It's the <laughs> <laughs> Didn't even know I had it. I'm not sure. I think it's, it's not a new one. I think it was the one he, uh, when he. I think it was the one he wore at the five on his When um, because a lot of people are having a pop at Alexa Bliss on that as well. They're saying like, oh, you know, they've gave his gimmick to her and all that. Like she, she extended the lifespan of that character for a wee bit. Like they had Aye. to do something that was, it was. She was helping him. He wasn't helping her at that yep. point. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't know what to say about. Listen, Grado, maybe you can come on and, and oh, on this. You're the pro wrestler, right? You can come in on this. What? Is it just me or a, whatever Bray Wyatt is coming up with character-wise for his in-ring persona, 
It doesn't translate to good matches. I, I can honestly count the good matches that Bray Wyatt's had in one horn. Genuinely, one horn. Well, some people don't I mean. And I need to be honest. See, what is a good? What, what is a good match? An ex- an exciting match, something that delivers, something that I just kind of feel that like I've watched Bray Wyatt matches a lot of times, and I've just kind of thought, oh, I wasn't much caught. You know what I mean? I don't remember any good matches as the fiend. I don't really count the five no. like Funhouse as one. Um, and the whole red light stuff was really annoying. That didn't help. He had uh, made good matches as the Fiend. Aye, he had some way the Wyatt family against the Shield and all aye, that, right? That there was, was some of them. The six mans were brilliant that they had then. But still, still right. I would say I can count on Boom. one horn good matches and he was in prime spots and stuff like that. And I kind of think to myself sometimes, is it really that much a surprise he's been released right. when he's you can count his good matches in one horn and know. he's been way up at the top of the curve? What is a good match? I mean, I probably had about, I can probably count the number of times in the one horn when I've had a good match. And I'm being on, being serious in terms of at a, big, at a high level. I, I, what's a good match? Entertainment. Can I ask you something? Aye. Do you either of you ever see an occasion where wrestling's going to get back to the attitude era? No. Nah. Well, I mean, certainly no WWE because I don't think they could use, I don't think they could lose the sponsors in it. Is that not the, the crack? That's what, I, that's what I think. WWE makes money despite itself. But it's but a sign of the times as well. It's a sign of the times. You know, here's you what can't. I would say to you, right? Just last week, a guy was in the main event of a wrestling telly program pulling a pizza cutter across a guy's forehead and then it cut to a Domino's advert and it was fucking hilarious. And if that isn't was in the area of the attitude era, then I don't know what is. Right. Then is the big is it is it the fallout no for that though that the the Domino's complained to TNT and and they, and they lost money? I don't think AEW will care. They'll find another well, the sponsor. Is, I mean, find another sponsor. There's no way that was a there's no way that was a mistake or an accident. Well, I wouldn't put it past them. Man. I don't know. I don't know. I wouldn't put it past them though. If the, if there is some sort of deal with some other pizza mob, somebody coming out tomorrow with a Papa John's T-shirt or something like that. Um, but the, the hang Miro the, boys like having a flexible wife partner and all that. It's like this is all actually era type stuff. You know what I mean? It's so and and this is this is what this is you know why Tony Khan is such a genius. Well, well. well Well, she been up to Stephen. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, well, I've see if the ice cream van went the new right, and you went to the ice cream van. What would you get? Double cone with uh, mint sprinkles. I'd get a. Uh, I'd probably get. Uh, I'd probably get a ninety nine. I'd get a bit of chocolate and a ten pence mixture. I'd get a Turkish delight and a packet of Space Raiders. <laughs> Who'd you get, John? Uh, an oyster. I like an oyster. Ooh. Oh, I love a double nugget. Maybe I love a double nugget, mate. Oh, a double, a double nugget. nugget. The, double nugget. Was it the I'm chocolate? The, the, cream, the chocolate with the cream at the bottom, mate. It's kind of like a big cho- filled out wafer with all the wafer. Aye, with the cream, chocolate in the middle. Aye, beautiful. But see, the thing is, a pizza cutter—you can hardly cut a fucking pizza. This, what pizza Aye. cutter? Never mind somebody's head. It's very true. Steve, find a good pizza cutter. Like we have struggled for years to find a good pizza cutter because they're nearly <laughs> usually shite, and then we found one that was brilliant. So I mean, they really must have found a good pizza cutter because they are, like you say, they're normally shite pizza cutters. No, it was, uh, I, it was, it was a work the, code, John. I used to be. They didn't need it. It was a blunt pizza cutter, and what happened actually was Jericho. There's a thing called blading, John. Right? Yeah. 
Wait, so do you think Jericho. it was a war? No, think let me explain it, John. Let me explain it. There's a thing called bleeding, right? Yes. And Jericho cut himself and started bleeding, and then they'd switched the pizza cutter with a blunt pizza cutter, and they used that to, to do it. Now, the mistake you're making is you're using the fucking work pizza cutter <laughs> to try and cut your pizzas. Right. Should be the shit one. You need to blade your pizza. Blade the pizza, that's right. Did, sorry, did you just say, Stephen, that you use a trowel to cut your pizza? Aye, see the wee triangle trowel you, you use to actually get out a, a, oh. a, a, a slice of pizza? Aye. I use that. All right. right. It's, it means you're also not trying to keep the, the plate still. You're, you're keeping your other hand clean as well, not getting right. it greasy. So you just get cut, cut the side of it, pick up. Why do you need your other hand to be clean? What are you doing with your other hand then? <laughs> When you're cutting your pizza, taking photos, <laughs> <laughs> doing, a, doing a selfie on my Instagram. Like, this is my this is my uh, life hack on a pizza. Stephen, Stephen, can I ask you a question? What's up? Do you feel like a commentator with that heat set on? A wee bit. This is why I I, I like with it, and, and I'm 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 looking at myself a little bit. A young Jr. here. <laughs> <laughs> WWE Dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> Steven, I don't want to let you go. We want to just keep you talking. Come on again. Come on again at some point. Oh, I'd love to, lads. And I'm, I'm a uh, dedicated patron. I'm a big fan of what you both do. And, uh, and great also. All the best for when the baby arrives. Oh, thanks very much, Stephen. I'm going I'll to tell get, you right um, now, mate. Right, I'll tell you right now. See if we do when, no if, but when we do our first live wrestling daft event. Yes. Right, we'll book you to take the photos. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. wagon, that's a great idea. Yes, thank you very much. That's, That's a great idea. Right? So I would love that. You make sure we don't forget that, right? When we announce that, remember, give us a shout. We'll David you. Wilson will be listening to us right now. Gonna have his nap. Hems of breaks. Right. Cheers, Stephen. Speak soon. Cheers, Cheers Stephen. Thank All you. All the best, pal. Bye bye. Thank you. You just made the list. Now it's time for the list of wrestling daft. Oh my god, this is going to take ages. The dictionary definition of a list is a number of connected items or names written or printed consecutively, typically one below the other. And in this case, we are going to defile the idea of a list by turning to Grado and asking him about the best TNA pay per views. It was voted for by the patrons. Uh, 72% of them voted for best TNA pay per views for the top three list. I'm not going to do my top three list because, you know, it's TNA. It's, this is Grado's specialist subject. He is doing his thing. Grado, tell us. There is a lot of people out there who probably maybe don't know as much about TNA as you do. What are the top three? Okay. Number three. <laughs> Slammiversary 2016. <sighs> Took place at June 12th in the Impact Zone in Florida. Uh, the card was uh, Dark Match Mandrews defeated Sunday. Um, we had Lashley defeat Drew Galloway uh, for the TNA World Heavyweight title. That was the main event. We had Eli Drake defeating Bram, EC3 defeating Mike Bennett, and uh, Grado and Mahabali Shira versus the Tribunal, Baron Dax and Basil Baraka. Were you happy with that match? Uh, it got voted a dud by Dave Meltzer. <laughs> Were you happy with it? Fuck Dave Meltzer. Well, I was Cut just. Cut this know, bit of audio and share it. Fuck Dave Meltzer. Get on, Grado. <laughs> Slammiversary was meant the world to me um, because it was one of the first I don't know where it actually came first did Slammiversary come first or did Bound for Glory either way it was such a tremendous occasion I was gutted the following year I was meant to be involved in the Scott Steiner and Eli Drake versus um, oh, but no, Scott Steiner and JB versus Josh Matthews and Eli Drake was gutted to miss that um, 
So that was uh, that's three. Two. Number three. Great choice. Number two. Bound for Glory 2016. (laughs) This was held uh, at the Impact Zone in Florida on October the 12th. The biggest show of the year. Main event included, um, well, it was a tournament. Ethan Carter pinned Mike Bennett. There was Eddie Edwards versus Aaron Rex, who was, uh, what did you call him in WWE again? Damien. Damien Sandow. Yep. Yep. Uh, We had Lashley versus EC3. And we also had the annual Bound for Glory gauntlet, uh, which I appeared for a total number of seconds, four seconds, four seconds. I was eliminated by Rockstar Spud. And again, being involved in Bound for Glory, known through all the years, I think the first one was in 2004, 2005. You know, there was rumours that Hogan was going to be there one time. There was Macho Man Randy Savage turned up at Bound for Glory. It was the WrestleMania of TNA. It must have been fun. Working and travelling with Spud. Uh, uh, Spud's a man, eh? Talks like fuck, but I love him. <clears throat> no, it knows everything about wrestling. Knows everything. Knows absolutely everything. I've spoken about that before. He can tell you every title change that's ever happened since fucking nineteen forty-two. Or that Eric Hackenschmidt push and all that. He knows all that stuff. Yep. Anyway, number one. <laughs> TNA One Night Only two thousand and sixteen. <laughs> This was held in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania at the Sands Event Centre. Main event, Beer Money returned. That was a good one because, the uh, you know, James Storm had his cup of coffee in NXT and he returned Beer Money versus Eric Young and Bram. There was American Wolves defeated Kurt Angle and Drew Galloway. We had Awesome Kong wrestle. But then we also had Abyss versus Grado in a Monsters Ball match, which um, was the one before. This was the given the idea to date at Bound for Glory the following year. Um, Abyss defeats Scradle in 9 minutes 10 seconds Dave Meltzer rates this Dud What was Listen what was the, the highest scoring um, Match that you had Half Meltzer Dud Have you never had better than a dud half him No, nah, because he's only ever done like 3 of them I think And every one of them have been duds Yeah I noticed there was a There was a trend in those, the best TNA pay-per-views of all time. Now, TNA's been going as a company now for 20-odd years. Yeah, 20-odd years, probably about that, isn't it? I noticed all of your favourite pay-per-views revolved around 2016. Is there any reason for that? That's just when I was right into it, mate. Right, okay, right, okay. Just asking, just asking. Are you still looking for that Meltzer review, yeah? uh, There was a thing that you could you could be able to take that. I'm sure somebody punched yellow probably be able to get this for me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, the um, listeners do the homework, Grado. If aye. you can find out if you can find out there a Dave Meltzer good review of a Grado match, please send it in. You want to find it? And he tries to say I'm his biggest, or at least I was his biggest guilty pleasure. So there you have it. But anyway, let's look to the fans. I'll um, I'll go. I'll do this so you don't need to do it, Rab. We've got John, Lockdown 2006, Final Resolution 2008 and Destination X 2009. I'm sure I had Lockdown 2006 on DVD. Uh, nice to wrestle says Sacrifice 2007 was better than I remember. I really enjoyed this year's Slammiversary. If we're counting shows under the impact name, well, of course we are. Yep, you better believe it, boy. Now, here's one. Mr. Kemp says Victory Road 2011 when Jeff Hardy... Oh, my God. I don't even really want to read this, but you know what happened. Um, aye. It's quite a funny story, but I feel bad for writing. I, f- I feel bad for saying what actually happened that night. Uh, Bronze Cello, he says his favourite TNA pay-per-view was No Surrender 2011. 
Do you like that one, Grado? <laughs> yeah. You know, I was there, had a meet and greet with Kurt Angle in the afternoon. It was amazing. Absolutely loved Impact Zone. Had a few events there. See, we just brought lots of smiles to lots of faces. Bobby Roode won the, the Bound for Glory series. Angle and Sting versus Anderson in an underrated main event. And then we had Austin Aries versus Kendrick leading to Austin being the longest reigning champ. Jose McNaldo says lockdown 2008, Samoa Joe defeating Angle in a great match to capture his first world title with him. Actually, see, bonus three, what was the what was the pay-per-view where um, Joe defeated Angle for the first time or Angle defeated Joe? What, what, what um, show was that? Because that was a fucking minted show um, in 2006. That was superb. I don't know if it was Genesis or at least... Um, was it Genesis? What am I? I remember watching that live on a stream. Wow, memories. Too good. Uh, then we've also got here, um, Scott says, uh, again, No Surrender, he says, never seen it, but just a big Rangers fan, No Surrender 2005 is unreal though, Joe versus Saban, AJ versus X-Pac, I'm sure Rhino debuted in Abyss versus Raven in a hardcore match for the title, Karate Warrior 2 says, the best TNA pay-per-views, has anything with a passionate intro from the late Barry Scott, man, you're bang on, you felt the pay-per-view was a big deal with that deep voice opening the show. That was, I remember when he died as well, they'd done a big tribute for his voice, it was brilliant. TNA. Remember that? TNA. Barry yeah. Scott, I, the guy for the Silicon Bang adverts, no? <laughs> no, no. He had a good voice as well. Do you know there's three Barry Scotts? There's Barry Scott for Silicon Bang, there's Barry Scott from the voiceovers, and there's also Barry Scott, who I know that's a, a, a big guy that puts money into Rangers. <laughs> He's a Singapore businessman. Anyway, that resounds that up, and thank you very much for taking part in TNA Top Pay-Per-Views. Have you got a suggestion for next week to put up? I put this up against the best ECW champions, which I thought you would like as well, Grado. So we'll put the best ECW champions back up. What are you putting it against for next week? Um, Put it against the best referee. The best referee, right, okay. Best referees against best ECW champions. That's it <laughs> on Patreon. There you go. That's a good one. That's a good one. Rab, we're still doing these fucking stupid stories. It's time for the part of the show we play Let's <laughs> As we pretend to be wrestlers on the way back for the show in a pretend car, but telling your stories. Let's open the pretend door, get in the pretend car. <laughs> and the pretend door. The pretend see door. what happens. What a match tonight, Grado. Aye. I see, I, you get, I see you nearly get banned on Twitter. Aye, mate. Aye. For slagging Aye. pad it in bear. Aye. And I'll tell you what, see some of the power between the WWE and AEW fans these days. It's brutal, mate. It's toxic. You can hear it. You can hear it in the crowd when you're the there. Anyway. You know, I want to, I want to relate a wee story to you, mate. No. When I, when I was in nursery, right? <laughs> only kidding on, only kidding on. So I can't believe somebody sent in a story and they made that wee joke at the start, right? Anyway, as I mentioned, right, I, I drive long distances, right? Oh, a driver. I drive long distances. Now, very recently, right, last month or so, I'm talking about Grado. One particular drive was in the region of 500 miles around the northwest of Scotland, right? right? Now, the company I work for uses very specific fuel cards. Unfortunately, there are no garages that it works at after a certain point in this route, you know what I mean, around the northwest. Right? Now, this meant that on one occasion, Grado, 
I ended up running a little low on fuel around the Danoon area. You know? Oh, wow. I decided I would stick a tenner on the tank at one of the random petrol stations, which would be enough to get me back to the BP at Balloch. All right. Okay. Swing a wee left here, hold on. Right, so so I carefully get the fuel bang on ten buckets, right? And I head into pie. Now, after waiting in the queue, I reach the front and I advise my pump number. Right, the number of my pump. Right? Now, the young man... Perhaps in his mid twenties. Yeah, he rings it up and he says, "That's just ten. No. <laughs> no. If you haven't clicked on, you will my mind immediately. Went. I'm disappointed. For anybody who listens to wrestling, that I'm sure it will immediately make them think of one thing, as it did for me. I immediately became excited. I don't have any wrestling fan pals and consequently don't know anybody else that listens to this podcast, despite my best efforts. This was a cool moment. <laughs> now, after a couple of seconds, I stare at him. I look him dead in the eyes with a smile on my face, right? That he obviously couldn't even see. Because I had my mask on, right? So I could see my mask was my eyes getting wider. And I say, Hornswaggle. <laughs> A half delighted, half inquisitive tone. <laughs> Disaster. He looks at me. <laughs> For what feels like 10 minutes, having clearly any idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> now, most people would cut their losses at this point. Guy who has no fucking idea what a horn swaggle is. Doesn't he sound entirely no sexual in the nature of a wrestling fan, you know? Goes, <laughs> goes, a, goes a horn swaggle, right? I am not most people. I'm overtaken by a stubborn refusal to believe it. Anybody would say, that's just 10. Would it haven't heard that story? I've never heard anybody try to charge me in such a manner. I mean, seriously, nobody fucking says, that's just 10. So I double, I double down. I plaster an even stupider smile on my face, which he still can't fucking see. So now I'm staring at him with eyes so wide it makes Samuel L. Jackson look tired, right? Almost trying to convince him that he simply didn't hear me. And I say, Horn swaggle. Again, but slightly louder and slower. Nothing. And after a couple of seconds, he, sounding like Grado talking to Kikataro, hits me with a classic speaking to a foreigner partner and raises all ten fingers and slowly and loudly enunciates ten pounds, please. On here, my tenor, get my receipt and leave as quickly as I can. Get back to the van and start laughing as I assess how fucking weird it must have been for this lad to have this weirdo walk in saying one random word. <laughs> and one wrestling fan sounds like I'm trying to put a fucking curse on him. And that's the story of why I'll never be back to a random garage <laughs> in Danoon. Who said that, Anne? Uh, that was from Graham Young, boys. He actually sent a really nice email. He said, just wanted to drop you a quick email to say how thankful I am for your podcast. Don't want to bore you with the details, but your podcast really helps with my mental health. And based on the young lad the other week, it's helping others too. Hope you're all very proud of what you're doing. There you go. Isn't that nice? Oh, mate, Graham, you some boy, man. That's probably a... more important than you realise. Um, he does a lot of long-distance driving, as you say, and uh, he gave it, he's given us our top three favourite moments from Wrestling Daft. Do you want to hear yeah, Of course yes, I want to uh, number three, hello, Granny. Rab doing his voice is simply amazing. <laughs> if you could do that for Graham Rab, that would be very appreciated. 
Hello, Granny. <laughs> Number two, he says, hope this doesn't sound terrible. However, when Grado recently screamed out on the podcast that che- Keith Chegwin died on the same day as his mum, I lost my fucking... <laughs> <laughs> And number one uh, on Graham's favourite moments of rest of the Rab's story of being locked in the toilet. I mean, fuck my life. That's the funniest thing I've ever heard. Worst part about it is the exact way he says, Hiya to the wee boy. It's almost exactly the same way my mum answers the phone to me. So now I can't uh, call her without pissing myself <laughs> in the phone. <laughs> so, thank you very much, Graham. Well, Graham, listen, that oh, was mate. the funniest road story I think we've ever been sent in. Oh, I, was saying, I was saying Hornswaggle there, by the way, just for comic effect, just to get a, <laughs> an extra wee buzz off it. But there wasn't um, it was just a great story, man. It was that's, oh. that's what we're talking about. That was a that was a, a funny story for a funny guy. Mate, that's pure honestly, man, I come with this podcast where we buzz sometimes, man, because this I like this just getting all together, talking about wrestling, folk and chipping in, you know, we had Steve, the photographer, coming on and stuff like that, man. It's just good fun. It's easy, we, to, easy to do, man. Can we geek just hate talking about wrestling. <laughs> can we geek him? He's listening of the week as well. Aye, mate, of course. Yeah, listen of the week, definitely. 100% listening of the week. Won that title. Nay bother. Nay bother at all. Right, so, so, any more road stories that you just have, take that as inspiration, man. How funny that was. Uh, just, just get it into us. Get it into us. We want to hear them. And all you have to do is drop us a DM on Twitter at Wrestling Daft or on a Facebook page. Get us there. So that's it for Wrestling Daft. Please rate, review and subscribe on Apple or get us in wherever you get your podcasts. Mind for more content, get on the patreon.com forward slash Wrestling Daft. Just like our man Stevie that came on a run in. It's a community, boys. Let's let's get involved. Yeah, and, and girl, when I say boys, I mean boys and girls. And why not check out our merch at shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash wrestling daft. Remember, Margaret Erefiend uh, t shirt is this is the last run, so it's a collector's item. Collector's going to go for a fortune. You might get that before the cease and desist comes in for Bray Wyatt. Uh, thank you so much for listening, Grado. We, we, we really need to stay a live show now, now that these restrictions are. We need to do something, yeah. man. We do. We the day, man. Are we the restrictions, are, the stri- restrictions are going away. So, like, John, let's get a live. Let's, let's put that. it out to the punters. Let's put it out Maybe to the we could get to go, Hunter. Do you think we could get a Hunter? I think we could get a couple of Hunter. I think we could get a couple of Hunter. Maybe do like a, we could do like a disco. We could do a quiz and then we could do the podcast live. Like a, a disc- disco? A disc- no, but like wrestling <laughs> <theme> disco. Like <laughs> a wrestling. A wrestling disco. A wrestling disco. Like a play disco. wrestling isn't that? Like DJ and wrestling theme, isn't that? Be alright, oh yeah. God. I would. I, 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 so, would you put on the, the the disco first? Well, I don't know. What we could do. No, it'd be the show at the end of disco. At the end, at the end, you do. I think you start off with maybe like a quiz before the podcast, and then you do the podcast, record that live, maybe get some guests down, maybe get some you know big guests on to do it live live run-ins. Then we could have a disco with uh, like wrestling themes at the end, and everyone gets drunk and dances to Mister Perfect's theme. Yeah. Sounds brilliant to be fair. Sounds good, mate. Something to do with wrestling music and all that because the punters will love doing that. We'll love can, we call, wait, can we call that a club night though and no a disco? <laughs> <laughs> we'll call it a wrestling club night. Let's put it out to the punters and see if there'll be an appetite for that. Is it time, do you think, for wrestling that? <laughs> Are you getting the, you getting the disco? I'm just thinking about what I would, what I would play the disco. He's already already DJing. Already DJing. Folk would love it, man. A folk would love it, man. A big great night. A great night. Um, a big great night. Well, do you know what? That's put out that 
next week what, what, what should we do at a live show yeah let's think about it let's, let's, let us know what you think punters. Let's, let us know what you think about that uh, Gredo it's been great to be back doing it with you a couple of weeks lay off with yep. work and stuff like that but we're back together the boys are back in town it's been great Gredo it's your show up the road now mate up the road Audio Frontier it is Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.